What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the 10 After 7 podcast, episode 23. I'm joined on Zoom by my good friend, Devin Rawl, and we got a lot to talk about. There's some stuff going on this weekend. What up, D-Rawl? What's going on, Cody? I mean, I feel like your listeners were tired of just seeing you. So it's about time you bring, like, you know, a good-looking person on, on your show that they can you know, veer off and look at me and they don't just have to look at you the whole time. Yeah, think about that. They were going 22 episodes strong of just staring at me talking into a microphone. I will say you must have some pretty dedicated fans then. Yeah, all five of them. That works out. (laughs) So today, this week, it's July night. Today, Thursday, we're recording this. This week, the biggest news, Patrick Mahomes got the bag from the Kansas City Chiefs. Crazy man, five hundred. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But here you go. This is NFL money. So when you first thought of it, that was your reaction, right? Five hundred million. Holy shit! I mean, anytime you're getting half a billion dollars, I don't really think there can be a downside, right? Oh, of course not. My initial reaction was because first it came out that they had a ten-year extension agreed upon. The money wasn't out there yet on the Twitter sphere or whatever you were looking at, but. What I looked at was that no one, not anyone, I didn't see talk shit about him getting a 10-year deal for whatever money they were going to throw at him. What do you mean by that? Just like, is he going to be worth 10 years? Like, there was no naysayers. Well, I mean, dude, the guy already won them a Super Bowl, so it's like you got to imagine, you know, if anything, do you know what his contract before he was making no money? He was going to make make 5.3... Or that was just a cap hit. I don't. I don't know. He was. He was. He was yeah. making like a couple million each year, and yeah. he got him a Super Bowl. So if anything, I feel like he's earned getting overpaid. So it's like, why? How can you really hate on that? But also, though, the one thing I don't get—maybe I'm just really dumb—but what are people saying that like in a few years, like it's going to not be that much, like adjusted to like where the cap goes? So right now, I think the cap for the NFL is 197 million that teams could spend. In a couple years, the new TV deal is going to kick in, which a lot of people think it'll surpass $300 million. So that's where they're saying in a couple years. And I did read something where they said if he didn't take this deal and say took himself to 2025 uh, when that deal hits, he could have probably made a lot more if he just settled for a five-year deal now and then re-upped then. Totally. But doesn't he just kind of seem like that type of guy that's like – I know it's it's very ironic to say like a guy that doesn't care about the money when he just got $500 million, but I feel like he's the type of guy like he's been dating the same girl since he was in high school. He's like stoked to be in the NFL. He won a Super Bowl. Now it's just like, I just want to stay in Kansas City and be the like. That's why I think a lot of people like him. Like, honestly, think about any other contract that we've seen. Usually the first reaction is, how did he get that much money? Is he worth that much? Those are the first questions asked. And Mahomes got this deal, and no one said a damn thing. And I think it's because he's so likable. That's the number one thing. Super likable. And it's also kind of interesting that you say that, that no one um, really talked crap on this contract at all. Because, like, do people not remember he literally blew his knee out last year? Like, it's ankle. Not like it was the ankle, right? Injury prone. Yeah, exactly. His ankle was bad. Oh, yeah, it was his ankle. Yeah. Whatever. But, like, he missed a lot of time. Sometime last year, he clearly, I mean, yeah, he can throw the ball like with his left hand and he's like put up insane. Is that what he scored? Like like 50 touchdowns or something. But it's just crazy to me that 
at, what is he, 23 or 24? 24. I think. If I was given $500 million at age 24, I would not be here today. Let me tell you that. Dude, if you gave me $5 million at age 24. Not only that, but it's just like, if you give me that kind of money, and I know it's not all guaranteed, I think only like 160 million is guaranteed. It's just like, my motivation's out, out the door. I'm in Vegas every weekend. I'll show up to the games. I'll show up to practice, maybe a little hungover a few of the time, but like, he won a Super Bowl, so he doesn't have the motivation there. He is basically going to marry. I mean, it, I just I don't know where his motivation comes now. Right? I think I it's the great ones, which I think he's on that trajectory 100%. I think he's one of the best talents we've ever seen already. But the great ones, they have a different thing in their brain, and he's one of them. I think he wants to go for Tom Brady's throne, dude. I think he wants to get to that amount of Super the Bowl. There's yeah. the legacy thing, but got it. But just a little bit off topic, but they showed like a montage of his like, and I forgot what media that tried to spin like, oh, these are such great pump ups, like him just firing up his guys on the sideline. They were it, like, how can you take that voice seriously? I mean, frick. Like, I, if, I, if I'm trying to score a touchdown, like, you know, we're going in for the last drive and I'm hearing Kermit the Frog in my left ear chirping god knows what he's even saying yeah but then when you turn around and he throws the ball 75 yards into your teammates hands that's when you're like all right i'm following this dude that's true but like nfl contracts like i was gonna say is 500 million like yeah it's huge but when in baseball when trout got 430 that's when you're like holy shit he's giving he's getting every single penny of that No, I know. Totally. And the other thing that's kind of interesting about the contract that a lot of people brought up is because I've heard a lot of people, um, especially, you know, fans of teams in the same division. I'm not going to name any names, but say, okay, congrats. Now, can you good job filling out the roster? But I've heard that especially a guy like him, he's clearly going to restructure when they need to pay other people. Yeah. So actually on the front end, the guarantees aren't that much and his cap hit is the same exact. So he was going to be on the cap for 5.3 this year and then 24.8 next year. That's exactly the same. So right now they're talking about re-signing Chris Jones, the defensive end, and they could do that before July 15th. And I I know a lot of people, there was a word out there, I think Schefter tweeted it, guaranteed mechanisms. So I had to look it up. He said like 477 guaranteed mechanisms in this contract. So that's where he actually makes it Nearly impossible for the Kansas City Chiefs to even think about cutting him over this 10-year contract. Oh, yeah, that's interesting because, like, in the past, you when you'd ever see, like, a guy get a fat contract, like someone that comes to mind is Kaepernick, it was always like, yeah, he's getting paid all this money, but, like, at any time you could just cut him and you won't have to pay him. Yeah, so, like- so he made sure there's, like, a three-day difference in the start of the league year, and he put that in his contract, guaranteed mechanisms – to make it hard for the Chiefs to cut him. Another thing, though, also one last thing on the the contract end. Uh, granted, I, I don't want to throw any shade, and he's clearly a much different person than I am, but I heard he has a no-trade clause in there. You want to spend the rest of your career and life in Kansas City, dude? Uh, I mean, the, the, the fans and what I've heard about Arrowhead, not, not many stadiums and crowds can match that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I guess you have because, like, yeah, we could say, "Oh, Mahomes, like, oh, would he come to L.A.?" But L.A. doesn't really have the football scene. 
like Green Bay, yeah. all those historic ones. If you're a quarterback, you want to go to Pittsburgh, that legacy, Green Bay, Kansas City football is just different in that aspect. Yeah, I, I agree. He's got a wife. He's got his bag now, and I or it's his girlfriend's going to be his wife. He's got the Super Bowl. It's like I feel like, and he does have the personality that I could really see him being like a movie star or in a show. Uh, yeah, I mean the voice. I think that's yeah, I think that's I can't a get past the voice. If they bring back the Muppets, maybe, but besides that, which he would do, he's very like he does make fun of his voice, which I think is cool. Yeah, I, I've seen him do a lot. Like when uh, people have interviewed him, made fun of it. Yeah. He, he can have fun with that. Doesn't take himself too seriously. Honestly, he's basically, in my opinion, he's the Steph Curry of the NFL. Yeah, that's true. Likeable. Very good comparison. I'll ask you this question. I like the route that people took with this. If you were to hand out a 10-year, $500 million contract to any other athlete, any sport, who are you giving it to? 10 years, $500 million. There's been Giannis has been thrown out. I saw Luca get thrown out. I like that one too. No, yeah, no. I know you're not a Luca guy, dude. Too pudgy. Oh, any 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 professional athlete with a body type like that, no. Um, damn, that's actually a really good question. I mean, it's got to be a baseball player, right? Yeah, a lot of people think Mookie Betts. They, next they year. have the most. They have the most longevity. I feel like if I I mean Trout already got the 400. It would be Giannis, hands down. Like, what is he? 20. Yeah, super young. Um, The thing, especially about Giannis, is that's another guy that, like, you know you would pay him all that money and he's going to represent your organization and he's going to, like, actually care. I see. My biggest thing, dude, when you're handing a young person that kind of money, I don't know what these GMs and owners think about this, but, like, I'm looking at their personality. Like, if you're a partier, if you're, like – like that dude it's a red flag you can't give them that kind of money i mean think they're only a couple years separated in draft uh johnny mansell and mahomes like completely exactly they were on the right path and then one went this way and one went this way straight to fucking fame money everything exactly did you ever see mahomes at encore beach club (laughs) <laughs> did you did you ever see videos of him at warwick in I did, la and i don't i don't yeah maybe but i did see him after the super bowl and he has a good time he does he, i mean he, he was at the post malone show actually. yeah and he, that's when i was like dude i want to party with patty mahomes yeah no that actually did look awesome i was super jealous so that was the big news this week i think he deserves every penny i do want him to catch tom brady in the super bowl department he's one of the best quarterbacks to watch and i'm stoked for the guy other things, man, I'm I'm hitting a rough spot right now. I've watched every single game of MLS, three no, of them, three of no, them since they not. returned. The MLS is back tournament started yesterday. Uh, it's a World Cup format. I think 26 teams because two had to bow out, Nashville and Dallas, because of the coronavirus. And it's tough. Let me tell you one thing right here. I've compared it to this. I was thinking about it all day. So the English Premier League is going on at the same exact time as this thing. And I've watched Liverpool, uh, Tottenham was on today. And today I actually made myself flip back and forth between MLS and EPL. And it's no joke. If you're watching, if you let someone watch softcore porn, which is the MLS, and then just show them 30 seconds of hardcore porn, they will never return to that amateur shit ever again. They will not go back to softcore porn. I haven't watched softcore porn since probably sixth grade. And it's because I got introduced to hardcore porn. I and was going to say, because um, it's always your, your first, I don't know, but I'm not going to speak for everyone, but the majority of the young, young men that I know, your first experience is 
HBO, yeah. late night, you have a few of those channels, Showtime HBO, you put a blanket, you, hope, <laughs> you wait for your parents to go to sleep. But and if you actually go back and watch some of those films now, you'll be like, you'll feel like you're watching a Disney movie. It's terrible. They don't show anything. No. But no. back then, it was just that exhilaration of like the second you would see the light in your parents' room go off. Skin of Max. No, that's so, but literally I haven't, um, the fact that, I don't know what's more shocking though, the fact that you're watching soccer or the fact that you're literally using the last button to go between soccer games. Dude, well, I just wanted to see how, dude, it's insane how different the talent level is. Ball control, like it's seriously, I think Eric might have told me when we were watching an MLS game one time, he said it's basically keep away just like a kid's game in the mls like they just kick it super far and they kick it back and in epl the scoring opportunities are in bunches because they know ball placement they know through balls they know all of that like where to cross it it's amazing dude it's literally minor league soccer and i'm watching it because it's the first sport to come back God i was gonna it. say as as um someone who literally hasn't watched a second of that mls stuff when did that start just like the last literally days, like, yesterday yeah do you have a do you have a favorite team so far or? uh well the lafc and galaxy play in a couple of weeks to kick off there yeah and which i didn't know is the mls they're having this tournament which i just thought tournament they get a champion and it's over with but they're actually having this tournament and then hoping that at the end of it in late August that they'll be able to go back to their home stadiums like the NFL and MLB and finish their regular season. That's so weird. So what's the point of doing this? I don't, I, it's to compete in the Kafka or whatever you want to call it. Champions wait, tournament. In wait, 20. So who, what do you win? If you win this, you get to qual. you qualify for some tournament in 2020, 2021. See that. And you get points. You get points. Yeah, I know. There's too much shit going on. It's too confusing. Like, like we watch like playoffs in any other major sport or, and it's like, okay, you, you play the team head up, you win a few games, you know, there's a series in soccer. Like I never know what's going on. Like half the time I'm watching games on TV and it's like, oh yeah, these are the, these are our 18 year old team. Yeah. Why? That and like the EPL, the EPL is a great league. It's one of the best there is, probably the best. And they just have a top four seed and those top four teams go in the uh, the big tournament with all the country's top club teams. And that's the big one. And that's, I forgot, I can't even, I'm drawing a blank, but Liverpool won it I, I just, last year. I just want to know how many more times we're going to say soccer, this is our year for the World Cup. <laughs> well, hey, Polisic's been balling. Who? Polisic. Is that the kid that's on? There's I only know I don't even know his name. Isn't there a guy that's like in Germany that's from U.S. Is that that well, Polisic I think as a German background, he plays for the U.S. team and he's like Chelsea's top man right now, balling. Wow. All right. Well, I, I can't wait. When's the next World Cup? Uh, wasn't it supposed to be? It's in L.A. That's all I know. I don't know. Well, all I know is that I'm most excited for it for a couple of reasons. One, it's cool. Like you know, everyone wearing your U.S. jerseys and everyone's kind of rooting for the same team but the other reason is because usually it's a really early game and it gives us all an excuse to get really drunk early in the morning you probably remember this one of the, actually the most devastating sports losses i've ever witnessed and was a part of was when u.s was playing in a group stage game against portugal and oh. they were literally up one nothing and in the 90th minute cristiano crosses it we were at patrick malloy's and everyone was dousing each other with beers when u.s scored 
and Cristiano crosses it, scores, Portugal ties it 1-1, and a tie. And everyone, I've never seen a more depressed bar in my life. Everyone just walked out and went straight home, straight home. Because that's that's why everyone says soccer will never be big in the U.S. Because dude, we don't do ties. And that yeah, and that will that's what well you know what the saying was always is a tie is worse than a loss. That right there proved it because everyone is done. I thought you were gonna say ties like kissing your sister. I I don't know. You tell me. I never got that saying because I don't have a sister. They they said that. Yeah, they. You haven't heard that growing up. It's like tying someone's like kissing your sister, and it's like. Uh, well, I don't know the feeling, so. Yeah, I don't even, I can't even get behind that one. What's their saying? Really? Are you serious? It's like kissing your sister. No one wants to kiss their sister. No, I know. Oh, I guess. But I, I'm thinking like in standings, a tie, you get a point though, which is super weird. So I don't know why those people are like, oh, it's like kissing your sister. They're saying it's like kissing your sister. There's not like, no one wants to kiss your sister. Like, oh, it's, I don't know. Dude. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Special. Let's get out of here. Get out of here. Exit. Uh, so yeah, that's back. Baseball and basketball, dude. Two weeks away, I think, right? What are you, what are you mm-hmm. drinking on, Rosé? Oh, yeah. Honestly, I was not supposed to be drinking during the week, but I've had a really rough week. I've been working out every day with Kyle and Eric. We've been killing it. Road back to 190, but yeah, uh, Rosé, uh, Post Malone's Rosé. It's delicious. What's it called? Maison 9. Hopefully, we can get it sponsored uh, for the show soon. Wait, the- what's the meaning behind Maison 9? I'm glad you asked. Uh, it is his favorite. Okay, I don't do the whole tarot card things. Is that like, I think that's when you like, you read them and like psychics, that's what a tarot card is. I, I don't believe in psychics and all that weird shit. Oh, I do. It's, of course you do. But he, he had to, it's his favorite tarot card. It has some meaning behind it. It's a really cool bottle for everyone out there. It's in stores now. Hopefully we can get a sponsor soon. Seventh grade birthday party, actually. Uh, they had those cards. They brought someone to do those cards. I got my hand read, and the lady gave it to me, and she said, two years, you will face one of the biggest obstacles of your life. Two years later, kidney transplant. Dude, it did so, not say I Swear that. to God, she said, in two years, you will face one of the biggest obstacles of your entire life. And did she also say, in four years, you will graduate high school? <laughs> Dude, like, yeah. I mean, she called it. It could have been, I, I don't know, coincidence or whatever, but I'm running with it. Dude, you're very super. You believe in all that stuff, huh? Uh, just I mean, just that. Like, why not believe it? Why not? Well, yeah. I uh, dude, I'm I'm too cynical. Yeah, that's true. Cynical. I mean, I yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't hurt not to believe it. Uh, so yeah, two weeks away, baseball, uh, basketball. Are you at least a little bit stoked for baseball? I know you're not a big baseball guy, but um, it's gotta be it's gotta be scratching at you a little bit. Yeah, I I will say I am excited for baseball because of a few things. It's 60 games, right? 60 game season. 60 game season. Absolutely love that. There's no need to have 162 games. 60 games, love it. I know they'll go back eventually. Love that. Also, though, I cannot wait to see these baseball purists get pissed off about the runner at second and extra innings and all and see some team lose that way and just come absolutely unglued. Uh, so I'm a baseball purist and I actually liked that stuff. Really? Yeah. I like the universal DH. Think about it. There's some pitchers. If you listen to them in interviews, those guys haven't hit since like before high school. Cause in high school pitchers don't hit. If you're not a good enough hitter in high school, you don't hit in college. You don't hit. 
Does that make sense to you, though, that you would only have DHs be one half of the league? Why do they do that? Uh, yeah, it's just traditionally. I, I've always liked it because I grew up with National League Baseball, so it's cool to have that strategy when you're going to bring a pitcher in, when you're going to pinch hit for the pitcher, double switches. Like, American League, you don't have any strategy. You just send out your nine people, take out your pitcher whenever you want to. But my counterpoint to that is, like, I, I don't watch as much baseball as you do, but when the pitcher comes up, it's like, all right, well, there's not an automatic out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but the sacrifice bunt's still in play. Oh, like, he's he's going to bunt. Oh, I do, I do, I do like the sacrifice bunt. It's one of my favorites. You just see some pitcher, especially one in the American League, that's playing in a National League ballpark, and geez, the guy's just flailing at the ball. It's pathetic. They're professional athletes. Dude. You don't need – you're a pitcher. Pitch. You don't need to have them hitting. We're not in high school. And there is so much money invested in these guys. Like, why are you even having them risk the percentage of going out there and tearing a hammy or taking a ball off the shin? Bumgarner's probably pissed off. Totally. But, yeah, I know. I have, actually am kind of stoked for baseball. Um, the extra inning thing, I do like that. They did it in the World Baseball Classic. It's just – I mean, you were at the 17-inning game and you – bitched about it it's cool to have those experiences i guess we have it and now so like yeah i during the regular season it should be that way not in the postseason though no way oh yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that i agree with that um but yeah it's gonna be interesting i think um I, I obviously you know way more about the baseball stuff than i do but the thing i kind of find interesting is um i've heard a lot of people say that because of the shortened season you might see like a random sneaky team could win it this year yeah that's gonna that's super cool which is really cool because I feel like in any other sport, if you shorten it, I don't really think it would do all that much. But baseball, I feel like it, there would be – for it, certain teams, there would be an advantage to being a short season. Right? It kind of it's kind of has a Cinderella feel as the NCAA tournament. That's like the one thing you yeah, compare exactly. it to. Like no, it's, totally. it's a crapshoot anyways, and when you shorten it uh, – yeah, because in baseball, when there's 162 after 50 games, a team can be 15 games out of first place, and basically it's over. But now, oh, exactly. And also, um, I think in certain instances, I, I listened to an interview with Trevor Bauer, who I go back and forth on whether I like him or not. And I actually think I like him now. Yeah, that last um, interview on part of my take was good. Yeah, exactly. And he was saying he – so base, uh, pitchers normally, it's every every fifth game, right? Yeah. And now he's saying he's trying to go every four because it's only 60 games. Yeah, that's I was talking to Slowy on last week's podcast, and that's what I was very interested in is how they're going to use these pitchers because the Dodgers have a plethora of them. I know David Price is sitting out this year, but they still have a bunch of young guys. And what I always liked in, say, uh, whatever it is, Little League or high school, is two of your best pitchers piggybacking on each other. Like Kershaw goes five or six, and then you bring in another starter, maybe Stripling, to go the rest of the game. That was always cool to me. I did hear, I forgot what manager it was, said he might do the piggyback technique. Uh, so I, yeah, it's just it's still strategy. I think more strategy is going to be involved. And one of the new rules is relievers have to face three hitters, which that's going to be the most oh, I intriguing. I love that. I do, There's nothing I, that's more annoying yeah. than when you're at a game at like, what's his name for the Dodgers? The manager, like he's yeah. the king of that. It's like, dude, you have to pull out a reliever you put in another pitcher. Yeah, but that, yeah, but you got time before the seventh inning when they cut off beer to go get another one. That's true. That is true. But I swear, but after that cut off beer, when he's changing pitchers every three pitches, dude, <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Too long. Yeah. They have things to do. And like you said before, like these guys are paid to pitch. You should be good enough to get a righty out if you're a lefty. You no, should be able to pitch against three guys. I'm, I don't know enough about baseball to really get into like the the. 
righty lefty shit. A righty versus lefty and all and shifting and all that. But one thing um I will say though, I feel like this year it, it's gotta be advantage to teams who have a deep pitching staff, right? Deep pitching staff, I just think deep team in general, because who knows who's going to test positive and stuff. Every team has a 60-man roster, so they have 60 players they can choose from. However good those players are is the question. Last thing I want to touch on with uh, baseball, um, obviously Dodgers are our team, but so Kershaw's – he's starting opening day. I thought for sure Bueller, right? Nah, Kershaw's still that guy, dude. Why is that? Even – did you listen to Theo Vaughn and Bueller? I think people should go watch that. It's cool. I – I didn't. I saw that he had him on, and I thought that was really cool. I got to get around to watching that. But my thing is – It's awesome because you would like it because I think there's something to be taken from someone who doesn't watch baseball like Theo Vaughn and has a guy on that's a pitcher in the major leagues. He'll break – and Bueller, you got like so much out of him. Like he was asking Bueller like what a balk is, and it was so cool to see Bueller talk about things that he would never talk about in just a standard interview. True, true. I actually got to definitely check that out. But yeah, I thought that was interesting because – I was under the impression Bueller was like the Dodgers ace now, but I guess they're still rolling with Kershaw. Hopefully not in the playoffs, though. Man, the 60 games could benefit them. Uh, 60 sure. games, though. Since it's 60 games, shortened season, you said a Cinderella story might happen. You got you to gotta throw your hat in the ring for a team. And you got to ride with them. You got to ride with them. I'm trying to think of we had that we had this group text with a couple of our buddies. Who did, the funny thing is I, I went through the teams. This is how like – Hudson's barking, man. Unbelievable. Dude, do you? Unbelievable. Hudson. I don't want to get up. Hudson, come here. That won't do, that won't do it. Uh, yeah, pick a team. I know. I'm trying to think of who who did I pick because I've already picked. I might have to go back to – this is how, like, unattached I am to baseball is that when we all said, hey, let's pick a, a wild card team to that would actually win, like someone that wouldn't be a favorite. I remember I went through the lineup and I was just like oh, – You, should pick, you should pick a team that you had their hat back in the day because we, we used to wear hats all the time, big league hats. We weren't even fans of the teams. I didn't pick the D-backs. You used to get pissed at me. No, but that. Sneaky sneaky is your Texas Rangers. Really? Sneaky. Oh, I forgot about that blue hat. I, uh... All right, I got to let this dog out. Give me one second. Hudson, come here. Go outside. Go outside. Hudson. Out. What, are you going through lineups right now? No, I'm going through back through those text messages. I don't, when did we pick wildcard teams? No, it wasn't wildcard. Remember with uh, James and Ryan and Drew, we all picked. Oh, we picked, uh, we picked NBA teams. I'm Pelicans, you're Kings. That was basketball. No, 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 no. We did it again with baseball. We picked the Twins, remember? Yeah, and I was the only one that responded to that text. Oh, really? Yeah. Why do you, why are you so hot, hot on the Twins, but? Oh, they won 100 games last year and hit 307 bombs. You want to know it's sad? I can't even name one twin player. I'll give you one. Josh Donaldson, you probably know who he is. You kind of look like him. Oh, yeah, he's on that team? Yeah, he just signed a three-year. Oh, I kind of off topic, but, I mean, we're talking baseball, and this is the only way I know. Uh, What is your thoughts? Didn't you used to like Eric Bird back in the day? Who? Is his name Eric Burns or something? Uh, he, yeah, he, he had like a walk-up song that I loved growing up, and I always said it was going to be my walk-up Dude, song. you know that guy's like best friends with Lance Armstrong? Yeah, I follow Eric Burns. He runs like triathlons daily, like Dude, I, I literally, I was thinking about you the other day when I saw the, fa- the fact that like I was watching that Lance Armstrong thing, and I was like, dude, Eric Burns, why does that sound so familiar? That yeah, guy's a character. Yeah, he played left field on the uh, A's, Diamondbacks, and he had the song, Josie's on a vacation far away. 
Come Honey, around and talk it over. I loved that song so much. It literally, I, the person who actually showed me that song was Johnny Pettit. Loved that song. And I'll never forget, he was playing in his car one day. We're on the way to the beach. I just hear it in my ear. Someone, like, not really singing it. But, like, you know, they were singing it under their breath. And I look over and Joey Shoof. Legend. In the car, mouthing it. It's all I can think of every time I hear that song. The Silent Assassin. All right. Uh, this, is, this, is who my, this is who my squad is. Yeah, pick one. Hurry up. My dog is going nuts. Pick. Say it to the crowd. Hudson, get in here. I have no idea why I'm saying this, but the Oakland Athletics. Athletics? Oh, I have a jersey. You can borrow. I like the uh, the Oakland A's, dude. Speaking speaking of the Oakland A's, do you know why uh, why the hell was Rex Hawkins always the A's? Because his dad always picked the Oakland A's at uh. Yeah, oh, I'll get I'll get it for you right now. Why? I'm up and about. Random. Did he like green? Yeah, dude, because you can't tell me these colors. Like, I know we're SC fans and we hate uh, Oregon, but you can't tell me this is the prettiest looking jersey west of the Mississippi. It's, it's Kelly Green, right? Kelly Green. It's gorgeous, dude. It really is a great looking jersey. And that O, just the writing, that, it's perfect. Great looking jersey, terrible ballpark. Have you ever been there? No, I heard it's awful and you went to school this up there. This is a hole, dude. Yeah, everyone says it's the worst stadium possible. I went there once in college, and it was dog. I heard Qualcomm before before that's uh, the end of that was bad too, and I went once. It was it was old. I've been there a few times. It was really old, but no, <laughs> we're getting very off topic. But you thought the the Twins, huh? Yeah, Twins are my team. You could take the A's right now. Uh, it, James asked that question in the text, like. I didn't oh, think he I was going to pick the Angels. I know what I said. I never picked my um, random team but or my dark horse, but for some reason, I know you're going to hate this. I just feel like the Astros, dude. They won't. They can't. I think they will, dude. I they feel can't. like they're, they have that mentality that it's like us versus the world, and they might not be able to bang on drums, but you don't think so? They have so much talent. Uh, they do have talent, but let's see how that talent works out when they're not cheating their way. All right. <laughs> I'm, I just can't get behind that. But any any thoughts on the NBA? I know we're Laker, or I'm a Laker fan. You're a Kings fan. Kings got to battle in to make it happen. Yeah, you see the Kings schedule. We have a cakewalk to the final. Yeah, I did see that. But then they gave the Pelicans an even easier schedule. So well, they gave them the Kings twice. That's why people are saying that. And Zion came out of quarantine looking like a damn Lucky, superhero. Absolutely shredded, looking like uh, dude. He wait. TMZ did like a story of what he got for his birthday. What did you, what'd you say? TMZ did a story of what he bought for his birthday a couple days oh, ago. Oh, nerd. No, that's that crazy. dude, I love him, dude. Thanos pendant, nerd. That's his guy. That's why his saying is let's dance. I guess Endgame, Thanos came from the dead. Nerd. He's a nerd, dude. Whatever, dude. I would give that guy $500 million. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> would you? Dude, the gumbo and all that stuff's pretty good down there. He laid off of it during quarantine, which is a huge test. It would, It is because he had nothing to do. So he's no, but I did hear. I read that since he was rehabbing an injury, he was one of six players that was allowed to keep training at their facility during the entire quarantine. How is that fair? If you were rehabbing an injury, you were allowed to go back to the facility. Oh, that was the saving grace for him because that guy would have blown up like a balloon. But anyways, I am I'm a Pelicans and Zion guy. But if the Kings get in one first eight Lakers Kings, that's that'll bring back the memories. Because I know we've talked about it in like we don't want to beat the whole uh, 
asterisk thing to death like everyone's talking about but like just think just like me just selfishly thinking how fun it would be there's no sports on if the kings snuck in at the eighth seed and played the lakers in a seven game series like we're watching all those games would they would they get one i have to watch them in these eight games dude i will say we were on fire at the end of the year or before the court before pan, the pandemic hit we were on a nice little streak i think we were like eight and two in our last 10 they are we're scrappy hot. dude young and we have bagley back i have faith for like the first i always have fake faith but this time i have real faith all right fair enough i brought you on because ufc 251 is happening this weekend uh the bets are going to be flowing out with all of our friends i'm pretty stoked about it the stacked card, you can't say it's the best of all time. We're not going down that road. You said, no, McGregor has to be on if it's the best of all time. That's what McGregor, you said. McGregor, nothing hits like a McGregor card. So, um, yeah, I can't say that. But I will say top to bottom, most depth as far as I'm most – I'm literally – there's very rarely a card where I'm really excited for all five of the main events. And I can legitimately say I will be in front of the TV for all five fights. So I think they were they were they were hyping up uh, Usman Covington second time they're gonna fight. I think Masvidal makes this card slap harder than that. Oh well, no no no. So Usman was gonna fight uh, Gilbert Burns. Oh, that's right, Gilbert Burns. No. Yeah, so he was gonna fight Gilbert Burns, which I mean, he he. No, washed, he looked good. yeah washed, and you said Woodley, yeah, and you said Woodley, free money. Uh, my uh, coworker. Uh, washed him, unfortunately, but um, this is just going to be so much more exciting, obviously. I mean, these two guys don't like each other. I love Masvidal's swag and aura he brings. Um, it'll be interesting. I mean, Masvidal's riding high right now. He's like, he, he's obviously, everyone's going to bring the fact that, you know, he fought in Kimbo flight fights in the backyard, and now he's, you know, he's had a million UFC fights, and now he's kind of hitting his stride. So it's going to be... Yeah, dope. second... Are you in... By the way, are you... Are you in quarantine this weekend for the fights, or are you actually? Um, gonna I'm in quarantine. That news got broke to you. I'm in quarantine. Uh, you're in quarantine. I'm in dude. quarantine. I'm back in quarantine. Back in quarantine. Well, it's tough. Um, I gotta buy the sure. fight, but I'll say this: every time I buy a fight, I've always hit with great freaking fights. But speaking of Masvidal, yeah, everyone's gonna bring up the backyard fights. Second most career fights before his first title bout. That's 48 fights, and he's finally stepping in. To face on six days notice. Six days notice. And who do you give the advantage to? Because Usman's been training for, for, for Gilbert Burns, who a lot of the experts say was probably a more round fighter than Masvidal. So this could be easier for him. But I don't know who to go for. I mean, what, what bets are we doing? First, first of all, 48 fights. 48 professional, fights. Yeah. Professional fights. Yeah. That he's... I think I've been in three fights in my entire life. So this guy's probably been in, what do you think, 200, 300 fights in his life? Like uh, actual fights. Yeah. I, I can't even I can't even imagine, it's insane. dude. insane. It's just insane to think about that. But um, honestly, if I – this is a thing. My heart wants Masvidal to win. Everyone in the world is all on the Masvidal train. Usman's kind of not like bore, a boring fighter, but it just doesn't have the shit talking, isn't exciting – but dude, I actually right before we jumped on this, I with Patch in the other room watched uh, Usman versus Covington, which I, I had never seen. I only saw the result where he broke his jaw. Dude, Masvidal, I originally had to bet Masvidal, but he has got his work cut out for him. Yeah, he, 
such a solid fighter, dude. And he has been training for a month. And I know Masvidal says, like, he, he, I'm just a fighter. Like, I can, you know, I'm going to fight. But, like, dude, you haven't been training for a month. He was at the beach on 4th of July playing uh, spike ball. Doesn't he so, have to like, cut 20 pounds this week? Dude, and that's the other thing. I don't know how that's possible. I've been trying to get back to 190. I've been hovering right around 200 pounds for probably, like, the last three months. And I've, I've gotten to, like, 198, and it's a huge victory. This man said he was 193 on 4th of July, and he has to get by it to 170. Yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't bet him. <laughs> Those guys who dropped that weight, I remember Bisbee back in the day, looked so frail when he went out there. I forgot who it was. It was against Dan Henderson. And he just looks so frail, and it was brutal. And I think that's going to be the same way. You're uh, basically, you're basically in a fight before you even fight. So you like you like the prop bets as I do, like whatever plus whatever for uh, KO, TKO, knockout. I'm on CBS Sports right now, and they're saying the pick for this fight is to pick Usman by KO, TKO, or disqualification. That's plus one eighty eight. I like the TKO. That, I, I love that bet. That's my favorite bet in all of UFC. That but bet where you could get KO because Usman doesn't knock anyone out, but I could see him TKO, him, yeah. getting him on the ground and then pulling, you know, pulling them from each other for sure. I like that. Bet That's plus one eighty eight. Then we'll go to uh, the next fight. I'm pretty stoked about this one. Holloway's back. He lost. Uh, do you know, do you know how to pronounce this guy's name? Ball Balnick. I'm so bad. But worst thing is I've actually met this guy. He's like literally the nicest guy in the world. No idea how to pronounce it. Is it? Volkanovski. Volkanovski. I think you got it right. The Alexander the Great, Australian. He's currently the uh, featherweight champion. And they fought before, and he basically just chopped at Holloway's legs the entire time. Holloway going into that one hadn't lost a featherweight fight in six years. And Max, I mean, that fight, him coming off of uh, T-City... Oh, forever. Oh, nothing, oh, forever. Nothing I love better than seeing him beat the shit out of Brian Ortega. We won't get into that. Br- but, um, brutally. So for this fight, I haven't seen uh, – I saw just highlights of Alexander kicking him last fight. Holloway was watching it uh, in a video and said, basically, I deserve to win, which he unanimously no. lost. So, I mean, no, Holloway, you lost. I just watched the fight as well. But I like Holloway, man. I, I think he is – such a stud and i feel like he's the type of guy like he's like a shark when he sees blood in the water he just attacks and i watched this fight and i really do feel like he's going to be more prepared if he just doesn't let him kick i know he was saying the kicks weren't hurting him but unfortunately in the ufc those are points yeah he, he, he said he's not a point fighter he isn't gonna let him do that this time i really like holloway he's a he's a dog too in this fight he is a dog this guy right here on the website said to bet minus 250 that it's going to go the distance i don't like those bets even if they're in my favor i just don't like those bets and well, holloway thing, do, you, do you think I holloway like could either because the the fact is i like seeing ko's i don't want to see anything go the distance there there's good ones that do go the distance but uh the same bet as uzman masvidal if you bet holloway for ko tko disqualification that's plus 700 can you see that happening or no because like alexander is the like one that a lot but because the thing is with max is he's not going to submit you He's not like a big, I mean, he can, I'm not saying he doesn't have the skills, but he's the, t- the TKO guy because I feel like but Alexander's also, the guy that they're saying has the power. Yeah, exactly. I don't think Max has the power, but I think he, 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 he hurts you and then he hits you with a flurry of punches and they call the fight. Yeah. So 
that that actually I will say it, for me at least is is a wash. I think that's like 50-50 who's going to win that fight. I'm betting Max because I like him and I think he's not going to let him kick him to death. All right. Next one. Uh we got Aldo versus uh Peter Yawn. And this is for the title because uh that little uh, Munchkin Triple C um, retired, so his belt's up for grabs. Correct? Thank God. Yeah, he re- he retired vacant belt. Um, interesting fight too, because Peter Yan, up and coming stud. I've seen a bunch of his fights. God, he's a great fighter. And he's a Aldo, Russian, right? What's up? Is he a Russian? Russian. Yeah. Ama- uh, or I don't think he's Russian. He's he's in that European oh, yeah. area. I'm not very good at geography. He's in one of those countries. Not Russian. But he, at Slovenia, maybe? Anyways, the interesting thing, though, is that Aldo, obviously legend. He's I looked good like recently. He right? lost his last fight. That's the crazy thing. And then he got the title fight. First he who? Lost, he lost to Marlon Moraes. Oh, uh, it does say that. Everyone was saying that he actually won. Like, even Dana White said after the fight, like, he won the fight. So they gave him the title fight, which is interesting. Um, I think Jan is going to – I think he is going to – I think, you think he's going to pummel him. My most confident fight is that Peter Yan is going to beat Jose Aldo. So this guy right Jose? here out of the props. Is it Jose or Jose, by the way? Uh, I, I think it's Jose. It's Jose. No, I think it's Jose. No, there's a, there's another Jose. I think it's Jose. No, it's not Jose. Is it Jose? No, it's Jose Altador. Jose no, from I... Jose from Big Brother. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. Get him we out. Got way off to, we get way off topic. Uh, so this guy for the uh, prop bets, he went Peter Yawn via decision plus 250. I like decision. I should probably give this guy I, credit, by the way. Um, I, I don't like decision, though, because... Um, Brent Brookhouse. Who the hell is Brent? Brookhouse, C, uh, CBS Sports, MMA. Brent Brookhouse. Hell of a name. I don't, tr- I don't trust anyone named Brent after Brent Malone. <laughs> He's our guy. Uh, he is a good guy. But no, but the, the thing, the reason why I think the, that that's a bad bet is because uh, Jose or Jose, whichever one we're going with, he said specifically that after um, he lost the last fight, that he would never let a judge decide again. So I feel like he's either winning a decision or getting knocked out, honestly. That's my favorite type of fighter. <laughs> why it's leave it not, up to the judges? What? It's not it's not going the distance the way Peter Yon presses and Jose, I like Jose better. Jose said he will never let an arrest cause they're so shitty. He'll never let a judge decide to fight for him. So this is, it's going to be a TKO or a knockout. So fair enough. Uh, Jessica, uh, dude, her last name too. UFC names, Andre, Andre, Dre, or I don't know. It, it's, it's because they're so – it's an international sport. Dude. Well, I know how to say Rose Namajunas because she's one of my favorite fighters. I remember yeah. Patch putting down a six or seven parlay the night George St. Pierre fought uh, – damn it, who did he fight? I remember that Bisbean. Oh, Bisbean and St. Pierre, and all he needed was Bisbean to get his eight-game parlay. Rose was a part of that. She was like a plus 600 dog in that like one. He was going like a grand, wasn't he? Yeah, a grand, and everyone was saying hedge, and my boy Patty dropped his nutsack on the table and said, we're not hedging. And, and he, he kicked he him lost. right in the nuts. Yeah, he got kicked in the nuts, but you know what? That's heart right there. So this guy, for this fight, um, he says pick Rose, either the KO, TKO bet, plus 350, or you could even do Rose submitting at plus 450. 
I like both of those. So I think Rose is winning 100%. They fought before, right? What's up? They fought before? They lost. Or, or Rose lost, yeah. not they. Well, so what happened was Andrade uh, – you've definitely seen this highlight. No, I have when she throws her on her head. Jessica picked up Rose yeah. – Kyle drove her into the ground and she like knocked her out. Like it, it dude, that's a fluke. Uh, you really think that that's happening again? That's a fluke knockout. I wouldn't call it a fluke knockout. I would, I would say the odds of it happening again are slim, but that's not a fluke knockout. She straight it up. It was a fluke, her. but I will say though, the one thing that makes me not think it's a fluke is Jessica. I, I have by no means do I have nice legs. They're pretty scrawny. Two of my legs are one of hers. Where Rose looks like a like a fifth grader, like she looks so like so. It's it's a very weird dynamic, but the fact that that was kind of a fluke to me that knockout was a fluke, and Rose beat Joanna twice convincingly. Rose is winning this fight, dude. Yeah, Joanna might be just done, which is a shame because she was my favorite fighter. I will also say, though, I don't know how you feel about this, but I just recently found out that in Rose's corner, I don't know, is it her boyfriend, fiance, or husband, trains her, like is in her corner. I think that that's so badass. Isn't that kind of the same with Van Zant and her husband? No, that guy's, is, is that he? Does well, he they, train they train together. I don't know if he's in her corner. Oh, dude, something about like that whole dynamic. I love that. Because like, Especially in fighting, like when you're because, when you see your yeah. significant other like beaten down, and you have to literally try to talk them into exactly. fight, keep fighting. Yeah, it's tough. And exactly, and it's like, yeah, your trainer and your team and everyone is like, you know, those are your boys. But like, dude, that's your ride or die. Yeah. Like, you guys are in this fucking together. I love, I, I love that that whole dynamic, and I really, really think Rose is winning this fight. All right, I like that, uh, what this guy said, the TKO. And we have Paige Van Sant versus Amanda Rebos. Know nothing about who Paige is fighting. Um, Paige Van what's Paige, Zandt, is, what's Paige um, been doing recently? Has she has she fought? Does she look good? Well, she, did, she did have a show on TMZ. She had like a, a deal with something on TMZ where they had like a Snapchat show or something. Yeah, so but has she clearly, fought? So clearly not training. This is my thing with Paige Van Zandt is like – Everyone knows Paige Van Zandt, but like, can you, has you ever seen her win a fight? Is, have you? I mean, I don't know. Like, uh, She fought, no, actually, because the first time I ever saw her fight was against the karate hottie. It's um, like she's and so she lost, well, I believe. And whether or not, like, you want to say, like, this is bad or good, like, she's well known because she's a really good looking girl. Your, your, room, your roommate, Patrick, texted me saying, did I just walk into Devin's room and you ask him his take on UFC? Shit, you must have corona. <laughs> <laughs> well, That's you are rough. in quarantine. Have you been tested? <laughs> I have not been tested yet. Uh, this guy picked uh, Reboss by submission plus 200. So he doesn't have much confidence in Paige Vincent. Yeah. Um, I don't either. Sorry, Paige. It just, although I will also say, I don't want to like, especially in the, to today's day and age, we don't objectify women and stuff, but I really do think Paige Van Zandt is really hot and everyone else is like, dude, in Hermosa, she'd just be any other girl. That's just not true. She's cute for sure. That's just not true. They're like, oh, that she would just be any other girl you would see out. And that, I've seen her in person. She is drop dead gorgeous, great fighter, great personality. I actually really do hope she wins this fight, but no shot she uh yeah if you see him in person i think i think you sh should have a well 
respected opinion. Uh, mm-hmm. And you know who I've heard this twice, and this is how we'll end because I've heard this from multiple people that they saw Paris Hilton maybe like years ago in person, and she was drop dead gorgeous, which I was shocked by that statement. So I've heard from multiple people that they saw Paris Hilton in person and said she was drop dead gorgeous. And I never, I was never really a Paris Hilton fan, but that, that shocked me. No, I mean, I'm actually kind of right there with you. Uh, Paris Hilton, not really my cup of tea per se, but I will say that, I mean, everyone's seen the video, so that was interesting. But one thing I will say though, to your point, which is she must have something because, um, one of my good friends from work, uh, Charlie Cotton, he's probably like our biggest well-known paparazzi guy. He works at LAX. So this man literally sees every A-list celebrity that comes through there, interviews him, interacts in love with Paris Hilton. Thinks she's like the <laughs> hottest chick ever. Like, w- like literally he's infatuated with her. So it, dude, she has something. I don't know. It, I ad- been it adds up multiple people. And I heard which I, I agree with because I've always been a big fan is I heard Kim Kardashian in person. You're, you're struck by how short she is, but I heard drop dead, drop dead gorgeous. Paris, so we can confirm here with both of our sources, Paris Hilton. Wait, did I just say Paris again? Huh? Did I say Paris again? No, you said Kim, but yeah, I, Kim. I, I, we know Kim, dude. Have you yeah. seen her Instagram? I don't need to have someone tell me that. No, we're talking about in person of as opposed to Instagram. So, I mean, I can tell you right now, I look a hell of a lot better on Instagram than this zoom right now. And I might have to edit a little thing out because I look redder than hell and I wasn't in the sun today. So I don't know. Dude, you've gotten a lot of sun. Anyways, I know we have to wrap up. Enjoy your quarantine. We'll obviously be talking this weekend. We'll, we'll miss your presence as always, but you're always there in heart. Zoom me in. Oh, actually not yet. Yeah, now that we yeah, figured cause out the- I, I zoomed you when you didn't have a TV to watch one of the fight nights a couple months ago. True, you FaceTime me. Okay, fine. I'll bring my laptop to wherever uh, we go, and we're going to be very respectful, uh, distance, socially distant. We're going to take temperatures, and I'll have my laptop set up so you can join us. All right. Peace out, buddy. Always fun. Deuces. Peace. And there you have it, another podcast in the books with Devin Rawl. You could follow me on Twitter at 10 after 7, the Instagram 10 underscore after underscore 7, and please subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can see our cute faces on this Zoom we just had going tonight. Have a nice weekend. I'm out. Woo! Go Dodgers.